Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Watch out, Logan. I am just, you know, doing the things, getting ready for the holidays. All the things. I sound like Daniel. I mean, I listened to you on the radio this morning. By the way, you were fire. Dude, you were fire. Bring I the mean, fire. Yeah, you were fire. Although one guy tried to throw you off. With like oh, a, he did. Like a yeah. historical frame of reference. Yeah. I can't stand that. And he just Why do made people his do question that? confusing. Why do people do that, though? I mean, it's like it's a live radio show, and they'll send you, you know, what do you think about the War of 1812 and how that impacted taxes and, and you know, like society as a whole? And you're like, Go- I can't type that fast <laughs> yeah, into exactly. Google to come up with an answer. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, so you did great, though. I Thank thought you, you did fantastic. Um, you did reference Friendsgiving. I just oh, think yeah. that's weird. I mean, I think not that you referenced it. I I guess we've had some Friendsgivings, but mm-hmm. why, when did that become a thing? Why, the term. Seriously. Why do we got to – it was just like I'm getting together with my friends to hang out and have dinner. But we're but doing – we got to call it something. But we're cooking Thanksgiving food. It's like all of a sudden now there's a day – for every okay, but sibling, hold on. no wait, hold on, hold on. What like you just said, wait, you just twice said, removed. Day. You just said, why don't you just call it having friends over and having dinner? That's way longer than just saying friendsgiving. Right. If I say point, friendsgiving, everyone knows what that is. I get it, but my point is, like, why do we have to shorten everything? Why? Why? Yeah, what are you doing tonight? Having some friends over. We're gonna we're gonna hang out and have some dinner. Oh, and that it's gonna be great. Thanksgiving themed. No, why be- is it gotta be Thanksgiving themed? What do you, I mean? Because well, it's what, November, I guess. So you, did you cook a turkey? I did. I How cooked the it? adobo turkey. It was oh, fire. the bag? Yeah, did, did they love it? Yeah, they loved it. When it was, was this? Squirrel. It's uh, Saturday. So could you feel your fingers the next oh, day? Oh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> My ring so, was like hurting. <laughs> Logan and I have a recipe that we found on YouTube. And I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, years ago I discovered it. There was like 12 views. There was not many. I dug <laughs> deep, deep into the crevices of YouTube to find this, and I made it famous. I'm just going to say. I'm kind of a big deal. Got now millions of views, but it's a way to cook a turkey old school in an oven bag mm-hmm. with some seasonings and so forth that is, it's, I mean, I'm not joking, the juiciest turkey I've yeah, ever had. Phenomenal. I go to places and even historically have cooked, I've brined, I've injected, I've deep fried, I've blah, I've done it all. And I still cook in that, cut that breast, and I'm like, yeah, give me the gravy. Yeah, it's not juicy. This, oh, it's fire. Oh my, it's all about the adobo. It is the, it is the, the one caveat. If you got sodium problems, this is not for you. No, because the next day, like I can't get my rings off. Rings, <laughs> yeah, exactly. plural. I can't get my ring off. I can't. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a good friendsgiving. Yeah, it was better than hanging out with my friends and having, having people dinner over and, and having, having to make a turkey. Yeah. Seems like a quit changing the subject. Do you like go around the table and like, John? Tell me what you're thankful for. I did do that, but I'm the cheesy. I'm like the dad of the group. I, I did groups. that one year and it totally fell flat. Oh, really? It's bad. Yeah, because I mean, I had a couple glasses of wine. I'm in the holiday cheer. We're sitting around the table, and I'm like, Hey, let's go around the table and tell everybody what we're thankful for. And, People were like, I'm not thankful. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm okay. Like, well, it was good because we didn't know, mo- most people didn't know each other. Oh. It was like Hannah's people from her PA program and then a bunch of their significant others. So a lot of people have, didn't know each other. So it was good. I, I applaud that. 
I haven't done it. I have always wanted to have a dinner party and just invite the most random oh, people. Yeah. Just Literally. A combination like, of weird. Because, yeah. ran- you know, what do you do? You're like, oh, the- this group gets together. Like, oh, they- they'll be in common. Mm. I want to invite people that are like totally different. Yeah. Like, our Haitian son and like. I can't think of an opposite extreme, but something opposite that. Uh, we call it the dinner for winners. You know, and just put him in a room and That's be great. like, uh, how did you know Quint? Well, he brought me to the state. That was a terrible <laughs> Haitian accent. Anyways, all right, let's get let's get right to it. We're going to skip all the all the other stuff. Uh, check us out on the website, Jewel Financial. I guess we're not going to skip it. Uh, social, DIY Money Podcast. Let's go right to Cynthia. What do you got? DIY. Hi, DIY Money team. I'm Cynthia. I love your podcast. I really appreciate the basics and early episodes and the knowledge of finance to fitness. I follow the DIY money path, got the fast cash, emergency fund, and recently paid a student loan. I have a question about how rebalancing and dollar cost averaging work together as a new investor. I started investing too conservative with a high portion of bonds and dividend ETFs. I invest a fixed amount every month. So if I want to switch my portfolio to more growth instead of dividend, should I just dollar cost averaging more growth ETF in the future and stop buying dividend ETF? Or should I keep dollar cost averaging with my goal ratio of different ETFs? Or should I sell some dividend ETFs and put that money into growth ETFs? Thank you for your time. Cynthia, great question. You know what I love about this question? And she wrote this in her email. She said, uh, English is not my first language, mm. a native language. I don't remember if she, she wrote it specifically, but she said, I have to write this out. So she wrote the whole question out, and obviously she read it, articulated extremely well. But it's a great question. Bravo! And there's a lot of areas we can go with this question. Let me tell you where I want to go with this question. It is when you recognize something that you're doing either incorrectly or that you want to change, in my opinion and based on my personal anecdotal experience, you rip the Band-Aid off and you make the change. The longer that you sort of wishy-washy, you know, strategize, yada, yada, the harder it gets. And sometimes, you know, Murphy's Law says the more expensive it is. So, for example... I don't know exactly when Cynthia sent this in, but up until four weeks ago, growth stocks have st- were stinking. Like they, we had a pretty significant pullback to the point where I took up the soapbox and said, "Hey, markets stink. Don't make any changes. Like you're in it for the long haul." Well, then, bam! Out of the blue, small caps up ten percent. Right, growth stocks up ten percent. I mean, it's just had a massive run. So we're now answering her question a little bit late, but the reality is. I would make the change abruptly and immediately. That'd be me. Now, Murphy's Law says the minute you make the change, let's say you own the SCHD, as in David, the Schwab Dividend Fund, and you make a change, the minute you do that, growth is going to get crushed and dividends are going to soar, dividend stocks are going to soar, and you're going to go, boy, those guys are idiots. Like, that mm-hmm. was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Then you're going to be in this perpetual second-guessing type mode, and it could really hinder your future decision-making ability. You'll start to question your decisions or question your, yeah, your decisions. So 
you might want to break it up. You might want to go, okay, I'm going to do half now and pick an arbitrary date like January 12th, whatever. That was my wife's birthday. Just threw that out there. Nice. And do the other half. Like just, you know, boom, boom. Doesn't matter. But the dollar cost averaging, the rebalance, the yada, yada, this, that, and the other, eh, I don't like that. I think you just make the change. That said, I want to address another thing. There is this predominant, like, movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where go. you're going. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to hate man. Preach it, brother. Uh, about dividend stocks and young people, and I don't get it. It makes no sense. I, I don't understand it. Here's the thought. Oh, did you pick up another five shares of O? O is Realty uh, Company. I don't know what they're – Realty Inc. or whatever. O is the symbol. It's a, it's a REIT that has like a 6 or 7% dividend because REITs have to pay out – 75% or 90% of their income, by the way. And the stock's down like 50%. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, oh, I get a chance to pick up a few more shares of this stock that stinks because it's paying me 90% of its income, which is taxable, by the way. I don't understand that. I don't get it at all. But it's it's very prevalent. I mean, folks my age that are first buying stocks, they'll talk to me and be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to buy this. DNP because it has a, a 6% dividend rate that it's going to pay out. Two things. One, you're going to have to pay taxes on that amount that's coming out as a dividend. And two, that's not a company that's growing. And if you think about the two different ways that a stock pays you money, either through dividends or through capital appreciation, if you're a young person and you're investing and you're growing for the long term, you want your money to grow. You don't necessarily need the income at this point. Absolutely. So the better strategy, in our opinion, and this is the one strategy we're following, is when you're in your earning years, when you're getting W-2 income, and this applies too if you're in your 40s or early 50s. This doesn't just stop for the 30-year-olds trying to join the FIRE movement. But when you're in your earning years, you should be in areas, and again, this is in our opinion, that have low dividends. And look, the S&P still has a dividend income, okay? The, the NASDAQ, I think, kicks off some dividends. I mean, th- there's it, there's many areas that, that are still considered, quote, growth areas that have dividends. So you're, you're going to probably get some dividend in- and interest along the way. But the reality is, is you want the companies to be in reinvesting those on their own, not paying them out for you to then reinvest them. Because the reality is you're paying 20% capital or 20% dividend uh, tax on it. So you're really only reinvesting 80% of your money. It doesn't make any sense. Then once time goes on and you retire and your W-2 income is dropped or reduced, you could make a shift to where your stocks are then paying you giving you that dividend, giving you that income so that you can supplement that W-2 income that you've lost. That's, in my opinion, a much better strategy. What else says you, Logan? I think there's this false sense that dividends and bonds both are safe. Like those are just, that's what safety is. So if you want to buy something safe, buy bonds. And if you want to buy something safe, buy dividend companies, like buy your uh, ones that pay out a, a high dividend, like a Walmart or something like that. And 
if anything has shown us in the last two years, is that that's not the case. Bond prices and bonds overall have stunk almost as much as the stock market has in the last two years. Now, that's irregular, and now those bonds are going to pay you more to hold on to them. But if you've been holding bonds for the last two years, you've realized hmm, this whole safety thing might not be quite the case because these have really been hurt. Now, you might not have a bond that goes to zero, where if you owned an individual equity or stock that might go to zero, but dividend stocks the same way in AT&T or Verizon that got absolutely smashed last year. Target had a really hard run, and they're supposed to be one of the safe dividend plays. Walmart just had earnings that came out, and they got crushed on their earnings that came out. So there's a lot of misconception out there that if you just go into dividends or bonds, you're going to be in safe things. We talk and, and kind of stand on the soapbox and talk all the time. You have to have a diversified portfolio and you have to be invested for your goals because we do sometimes recommend people having a dividend portion of their portfolio, but it's because their goals line up with it. They need the income. They're not worried about the movement of what happens with the stocks. They just want the income to pay them each month or each quarter. That would be maybe we go down a dividend strategy or, hey, I'm going to in the next couple of years, I'm going to buy a house. I have all this money that I want to buy it with. OK, well, maybe we put that portion into treasury bonds that's going to retain value and grow a little bit over the next couple of years. You have to be strategic and then diversification is key. You don't want to be just isolated into, quote unquote, safe areas. Go into any Olive Garden, P.F. Chang's Chinese Bistro. What do they have in the bathroom? urinal cakes with my face on it. I love it. Uh, getting back to your original question, Cynthia, again, whether you split it up into you know two different transactions or four different transactions, again, I, I just think you make the shift, though, as quickly as possible to, to kind of right uh, the ways um, of your, your sort of longer-term strategy and trajectory. Great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card for that. We really appreciate it. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.